0: This podcast may contain explicit language. Welcome to the Dynasty Download Podcast. This is episode 2C. Um, we're still previewing all of the um, teams, and we just broke down and were kind of difficult on my own team. Um, and uh, I don't feel as great about it going into this season as I did last season, but we'll see how it all shakes <laughs> out by the time we're done with Both drafts, both the regular pro draft and then um, the uh, um, uh, league draft. So, um, but who was the three seed?
1: I was the three seed. So you
0: are on the chopping block. And uh, as a result, I will let you go through um, your roster then, uh, and we'll trade out on that one.
1: Um, I was a three seed, but I was runner-up. Uh, first off, we can start out with Mr. Dalvin Cook, um, Zeke Elliott, Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz, Noah Fant, Chris Godwin, A.J. Green, uh, New Hopkins, Julio Jones, Christian Kirk, Joe Mixon, D.J. Moore, um, Jalen Richard was a late-season ad, Allen Robinson, Josh, or John Ross. Ryan Tannehill, James Washington, and Carson Wentz. I just have a lot of defenses. I do you have just five? Just to stream defenses? at the end of the year. Just to stream at the end of the year. Um, okay. Matchup wise, just playoff stuff, and so other people couldn't have them either. You know, I play that game if I if I can. But yeah, that's my squad. Um, I have from when I took over the team, what four or five years ago. I have. Only Allen Robinson remaining. Everybody else is brand new. Oh, and New Copkins. And New Copkins. Those are so, the only two.
0: So, like, quarterback value and the rest of it. Like, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Uh, I would not put him in the elite. And I'm, uh, I'm trying to think. So, maybe we'll, we'll do this. All right. Um, Say uh, we'll take Carson Wentz and we'll do a little bit of an exercise uh, automatically off the top. Here's where I'm going to go. I would rather have Holmes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, um, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, then Carson Wentz right now.
1: That's, that's a little, that's a little excessive. I would have moved him up. I think four spots earlier than that. Um, don't you remember like two years okay, ago, Carson for, Wentz was, a that's, that's for MVP this year candidate. I do like, That's
0: not dynasty rankings. That's just simply going into the season. I would rather have those seven guys upcoming than Carson Wentz. Now, not Josh Allen. Said,
1: huh? Not Josh Allen. You said I Josh Allen. I would rather
0: have Josh Allen on a dynasty level than I would Carson Wentz right now.
1: Oh man
0: younger, better, or doesn't have the injury history, and has a better rushing value. Just, that's from me. If you look at the numbers, like, from the name value, Carson Wentz probably is a guy that's going to go ahead of him, but I'd rather have Josh Allen from a a dynasty perspective.
1: Let me pull up Josh Allen's stats from from this past year.
0: So, um, now, I would rather have Carson Wentz going into this next year then Drew Brees, then Stafford, then Roethlisberger. Um, I will take him over um, Derek Carr, Phillip Rivers. Uh, I will take him over – I would take Carson Wentz over Aaron Rodgers right now, both going into this season and Dynasty. Uh, I take him above Kirk Cousins. Um
1: Man, are you sure about that Josh Allen thing? Josh Allen, 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He threw for just over 3,000 yards.
0: The rushing Um, value.
1: The rushing value. uh, And he's rushing. He had 500 yards rushing. Yeah. Oh, and nine touchdowns. But um, I don't know, man. What was his total point total? Oh, I don't know. I'm not looking it up on the fantasy thing. Um, but Carson once had 27 touchdowns, um, seven interceptions, four or just a little over 4,000 yards. Um, he had 240 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, his rushing has gone down since his injuries, and I don't think that's him. I think that's more the coaching staff being like, stop. Like, stop running the ball. Um, so I don't think it's going to get better going forward. But... He, had, he threw for 27 touchdowns with arguably the worst receiving staff in the entire NFL this past year because everybody was hurt.
0: I, Josh, I have faced. You, you really think that Josh Allen's back. receiving core was all that much better? Like, Carson Wentz still had Hurts and Goddard most of the season.
1: And I think had, that it's easier for Josh Allen to play with people, even if they're not as good. He knows them. Like, Carson Wentz like, kept getting people. Like, it's just like, okay, who's this new guy? I don't know. It's just someone you're going to start throwing nine routes to. Okay, sounds good. He, I don't he know. He still I, threw a ton of passes.
0: Ertz had 135 targets and 88 catches. Like, it's not like he was throwing to absolutely nobody. And Elshon Jeffrey right? did play, play most of the year.
1: But he was not 100% at all so all year long.
0: Here's Here's the difference, all right? Carson Wentz is a better NFL quarterback than Josh Allen. And if I were starting a team, take Carson Wentz every day and twice on Sunday.
1: 100%.
0: If you're talking to me fantasy value and potential upside, give me the guy with the rushing ability, because I think Wentz has dropped off a cliff and you still don't know what his weapons are. Whereas uh, Josh Allen gets a better Devin Singletary year two. He gets... Stefan Diggs to add to, um, because John Brown's not a number one wide receiver and he had to act like it last year. So now you've got Cole Beasley, John Brown, and Stefan Diggs to that receiving core. I think you have a better year too. And honestly, he has the better upside going forward. I'm not saying that Carson Wentz is going to be a bad fantasy quarterback. Like I said, I think I'd take him over Aaron Rodgers, um, as far as fantasy value and dynasty value. And, um, I think I would take him over uh, probably a handful of other guys. It's just in this particular instance, I think by comparison, if we're splitting hairs, I'd rather have Josh Allen.
1: To each his own, my friend. To each his own. But I mean, my strategy too—just me myself. I kind of stream quarterbacks, kind of like I stream defenses. Um, I do use that strategy, that redraft strategy, because you know that's a huge redraft strategy. Take a wide or take a quarterback late stream quarterbacks or a dime a dozen I kind of do that um with dynasty I I keep the same quarterback though but he's just not I know how good Carson Wentz can be you know and I feel like he can get back to that level once he gets targets on so I'm going to take my chances and not reach too far um if Joe Burrow falls to my lap in like the second round or something like that sure as hell I'll take him but I'm okay rolling out Carson Wentz and if Ryan Tannehill has the year that he had again I'll roll him out again, too, because I think he was my every week starter um, towards the end of the year.
0: Well, and and that's fine. I think that if you build the rest of your team in other ways, that's fine. Position players or a wide receiver probably are more valuable than quarterback because you're not dropping off uh, all that much. Like, Carson Wentz ended up having 12 more points in our league overall for the entire year than Josh Allen did, but... Um, Like, I I think moving forward, you still have some others. So, uh, now, like, you had two of the best running backs in the league. Like, Delvin Cook had an enormous season. And Ezekiel Elliott had a um, regular, basically, run-of-the-mill season for him. He's got his big contract. You know, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, 54 receptions, 420, and two more touchdowns. Like, he's basically set it and forget it as far as I'm concerned. Where the 100%. difference in your team is is that you know you had um, Godwin come out and have one of the best performances last year. He was a top five wide receiver, and on a given week, he was putting up some of the biggest points. Um, Hopkins had an underperforming season, underperforming in quotation marks <laughs> for 104 catches, 1165 yards, and seven touchdowns. And now he's going to be in a higher passing offense.
1: Yeah, like, I laugh at that. I laugh at that because I'm one of those people that was getting really frustrated with New Copkins. And now I look at his end-of-the-year totals, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking idiot. Like he had an incredible year. He had and, an incredible year again.
0: And Julio Jones had a uh, pretty big year by comparison to some of the other yeah, years that he's in. Like, yep. he didn't have the catches. He had a pretty good receiving year, but he had six touchdowns. Like, he
1: put up touchdowns, he actually which he had, normally doesn't.
0: Correct. So, like, from just a receiver standpoint, like, A.J. Green's fine, and I think that's more name recognition, but he didn't play at all last year, so I'm not, if I'm just myself, banking on him being there. But, like, if you're building around 3 row edge receivers, Julio Jones, Nuck, and Godwin are going to be outstanding. That being said, um, I think there are certain people in the league and otherwise that are counting on D.J. Moore to be this stud, and I just – I, I just don't see it. Really? Um, I do not see it because here's why. All right. The Panthers have two guys that are going to be the slot receiver underneath the guys. He is not the, either of those guys. And Teddy Bridgewater uh, has the um, shortest amount of yards per completion percent or uh, rate in the NFL the average pass by Teddy Bridgewater was less than six yards from the line of scrimmage per year or for last year. So that means the value for Curtis Samuel and McCaffrey goes up. Um, He may have some uh, tight end value, but I just don't, I, I, like DJ Moore's a productive wide receiver, but thinking of him as being a top 10 wide receiver, basically a wide receiver one or is not something that, me personally is gonna be but he's your fourth wide receiver on this team like that's good problem to have if he was my uh fourth wide receiver I'd be out or flipping over the moon. My problem is and why I advise this and one of the big trades that happened like two years ago was you trading Galladay and a first round pick for Julio Jones basically that helped you win the league. But
1: like when is Julio going to drop off? That's a question that I keep asking myself every single, you know, since I've had him the past two years, I'm like, okay, like, is he I don't gonna know if I want to bet year? against him. My and biggest I, thing not. has always been like,
0: he is, he is about as set it as and forget it as you can get. And he's going to deliver for you year after year. But I just, I, I'm waiting for that to happen and it hasn't happened yet, but at some point it's going to happen. Now, they just took Austin Hooper and Devontae Freeman off of that Atlanta team, and i like Kelvin Ridley going forward as, to increase some of his target value, but it's not like Julio Jones is going anywhere. So, barring a huge in, or injury bug or something of that nature, I don't know if I can say that he's going to go down in value. It's just that he's over 30, and... You'd think at some point he's just going to drop and he just hasn't. Maybe it's he's the exception to the rule or the exception that proves the rule.
1: I just, I don't know. I, I feel uneasy about it. Let's, um, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, okay. We were saying DJ Moore um, was my fourth wide receiver. Um, personally, I would object that. I would say Allen Robinson is my fourth wide receiver. He had with who I think is just a bad quarterback in Mitch Trubisky. He had 154 targets for 98 catches, um, 1,150 yards and seven touchdowns. That is a very, very, very good year. Um, I think I was something that I sent you. Matthew Berry thinks he'll be one of the top 10 wide receivers in redraft, but he'll think he'll have one of the top 10 years as a wide receiver. Also with DJ Moore, I think since Roddy, what they got Robbie Anderson, right? The Panthers did. Yes. I think um that hurts Curtis Samuel more than it hurts DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, he's more of a he's more of a nine route guy. Like he's just gonna he's a burner, he'll run. So I think they're gonna have to have DJ Moore run more underneath stuff. Cause he's not much of a burner. Um he has big plays, but he's not much of a burner. Um so I, I, I think that's where I disagree with you a little bit too on that one. Um but also you but know Samuel me, I'm being a little bit biased. Speed.
0: But you also recognize that Curtis Samuel in college and why they drafted him as they were was a running back at Ohio State and played a lot of that H back kind of um, he's kind of like Debo Samuel before that Mm -hmm. or or the wide or uh, the Niners drafted him. And I think he has more of the other side of it. Whereas I agree with you, Anderson takes away potential targets uh, from somebody. I just don't think it's hurt Samuel because he has a uh, different skill set. more is an outside wide receiver. So Robbie Anderson is always going to be an outside wide receiver. He's not a slot guy. No. He is a deep guy. I don't think Robbie Anderson has positional value at all. Like, I would not hold on to him personally, but I don't think that it takes away from McCaffrey. I don't think it takes much away from Samuel. And if anybody, it's going to take away from um, – DJ Moore. Now, that being said, he was dealing with Kyle Allen all last year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like
1: yep. he you put would up think, some pretty the, damn good uh, numbers too,
0: right? So that he has upside. I'm not saying that I would put him outside, but to me, he's more of a wide receiver two than a wide receiver one.
1: That he's I'm my saying. wide receiver five. It's <laughs> a pretty good problem. Like, uh,
0: you know, I don't know how much uh, I'm. Maybe it's me being uh, a weird guy where I just don't like um, guys on inconsistent offenses and whether it's bankable. I just don't feel great about Allen Robinson. But again, like you're still going to be able to set that. Now, um, A.J. Green being a potential project, that's a good name to have and a a guy with some talented skill set, and you're not going to need him to perform each and every week for him to have value. But honestly, Christian Kirk is basically droppable.
1: Yeah, he, having New Copkins enter that portal there, I think he's going to have a pretty down year this year. We'll see what happens once Larry Fitzgerald and, retires. Um, and but John I think Ross is droppable for me. Yeah, he's not going to. He's not going to make it onto my team next year. Those are and all people that's, that I won't be that's keeping. With
0: you holding three tight ends? Like,
1: yeah, but it's,
0: you know so Vance is a. Where, you know he grew into the role as the year went along. He's going to be you know, a talented guy that has the potential moving forward. Ertz, you're not getting rid of because, I mean, I don't care what Goddard's going to do. He's still going to be um, an above-average tight end, even if he's not, like, the elite. But you probably could have sold on Ertz last year and gotten premium value. Um,
1: Damn right. And that's something that eats at me a little bit every single day because I think my weakest um, position here is my tight end position. I think I need more... And even it's Evan Ingram, Zach It's and no offense. So like, yeah, that's good, not bad, but I think on my so, team, it's my weakest. So
0: like Mixon is there and you have three running backs with which to kind of rotate and do the thing if nobody's hurt. And like Mixon had a really good year two years ago, but the Bengals were so um, devoid of ability last year that he just couldn't perform. And even then 1100 yards, five touchdowns, 35 catches, 287 and three more touchdowns. And he's going to be taking over the Todd Gurley like role in that Bengal offense with a potentially yep. better quarterback coming in. So, yep. I think he has more upside. Here's the one where you're going to um really um you're going to get on me about this.
1: Ah, uh, here it goes.
0: Okay, if I were you, I'm offering Dalvin Cook. I'm shopping him. And the the simple fact is, is, even in college, he did not have, last year was, and he missed a couple of games, but was his healthiest year by far. And he is not going to have better positional value. He ended up having um, uh, 22 or 20, yeah, 22 less points overall than Ezekiel Elliott, even in his best year as a pro. So you said you were going to think about shopping Elliott and that he was going to have lesser value and whatever. No. If there's a running back I'm dropping, it's, well, not dropping, but shopping, it's Delvin Cook. Because there are going to be people that are going to be lining up, oh, Delvin Cook was such a great year. I don't think his value is ever going to be higher. Same thing here where um, I think you could, but I wouldn't, I think you could get huge value for either Julio or Hopkins on the open market, but I think that they are more consistent players and they're not at their peak right now. So if I were to turn around and it would be bold, but let's say for example, um, Oh boy, I gave you my fifth pick and this is just hypothetical. This isn't me doing like overall, but I gave you my fifth pick And Odell Beckham Jr. for Dalvin Cook. I would take that if I were you all day.
1: You know, the thing is, I would actually probably take it. Because I told you, I'm already trying to move back up into the draft. I have the second pick and I have the ninth pick. And I would like one more first round pick.
0: Because I want to add. Here is a reasonable opportunity trade for you. Okay, let's say, for example, all right, um, how high are you on Derrick Henry?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd play him most definitely. He'd he'd find a home on my team.
0: But like, you know, long-term value or whatever else.
1: I'm not super high on him long-term. I think I said that when we were talking about Ike's team. I think but he's got if, Marion if Barber were, potential.
0: You're, you're currently in win-now mode, yes? Correct. So let's package a deal here where this is just me spitballing, okay? You package up uh, Delvin Cook and um, Evan Ingram to Alan for... The number one overall pick, um, Derek Henry, and I'm trying to remember who else was on his team. Tyler
1: Lockett. I actually think I win that trade.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Honestly, there are so many
0: scenarios where you can trade Dalvin Cook for value. And it's not like Dalvin Cook is not going to be like a top running back. He is still going to be the featured back for an offense that wants to run. But like the Vikings are going to be lesser on defense. They had to get rid of Stefan Diggs. I think they're an eight and eight team waiting to happen. They did not improve. They took steps back and they're going to be throwing the ball out of necessity at times next year. And, more than any other team i think they're using their first round pick on a wide receiver so if that's the case um i don't think he has he he hits another peak um and i also think that um they're gonna have a harder time where you know he's still gonna be a very good he's still at the bottom end of running back one territory for me even on his downslope if he remains healthy and the Biggest problem I have with him is health. Pure and simple. He is, I'm trying to think, who is, he might be the number one candidate for handcuff for me. Wow. Because I think in the offense that he runs and who's behind him, Madison might be the the next best thing where you substitute and he doesn't really lose anything. Like the second best handcuff, is probably Pollard in overall value. But, like, Ezekiel Elliott has less of a health concern, and so Cook, just because of how much he's been hurt through his career, not just in the NFL, but also in college, is the number one handcuff I would want more than any other if I'm keeping Cook on my roster as Madison. And it's not like, like, I I just think replacement level and whatever else you don't lose as much as you do with anybody else. If you lose Camara from the saints, you cannot replace him immediately with uh, Latavius Murray. Like they did a little bit, but not like quite to the same level. And if McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley goes down for the, for uh, the giants or the Panthers, they're not easily replacing him. Uh, even Aaron Jones, like the drop off from him to Jamal Williams was substantial, right. but Hollard and Madison could step in capably, or at least proved so last year, where if you lose one of those and you can plug in one of the other guys, you're not losing value from week to week.
1: He said it. He went in on it.
0: Ertz's value peaked out, and I told you that last year, and you didn't want to take that. Um, but I told you last year to trade Ertz and you're, oh, well, he's got like 140 targets and he'll catch hundred balls. No, not going to happen.
1: He had 135 targets, 88 catches and 900 yards with six touchdowns on a down yeah. year. You're right. You're right. He should have been there. He was still going to be the number
0: one target, but he peaked. I always, always am trying to sell somebody at their peak moment if I can. The one time that I wasn't really able to do so was Bell and see what happened there. And that's the you were thing. asking like, too I much.
1: Guys. That's your problem. You were asking well, too and much that's for Avion.
0: Uh, no, I don't think I was asking for too much.
1: You are asking too were, much.
0: I think people were trade reticent.
1: All right, let's get into Ben's team here. The number All two right. seed. We're done talking yeah, about Yeah, because I went almost that's...
0: 25 minutes just on your roster, so –
1: that's we're, we're we're gonna, done and talking we still about have to stuff.
0: fit in my dad, so and that's fine. Now, um, all right, so Mike Boone, who ended up filling up at the end of the year. There's no way he's being capped by Ben, but the real players. So DJ Shark Jr., um capable number one wide receiver last year, had a really, really productive year. Nick Chubb, James Connor, um, Corey Davis, Dallas Goddard, Jared Goff, Nicole Hardman, Daryl Henderson Jr. Ty Higby, TJ Hawkinson, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Latavius Murray, Jalen Samuels, Darwin Thompson, Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, Robert Woods, Will Lutz, Los Angeles, or the Rams defense, and the Tampa Bay. Now, um, Mike Williams, Robert Woods, and DJ Shark are... Okay, wide receivers. Nicole Hardman probably is going to get better. He probably is starting to insert himself into that Sammy Watkins number two role starting this year. I'm fine with that. Nick Chubb is an absolute stud. Christian McCaffrey and um Alvin Kamara are studs. And even James Conner in a down year, like had some value, although he was not like where he nope. was going off and he was basically winning leagues the year before where right. he was filling in for Le'Veon Bell. And that was the one that I was really pissed because I got Connor in every other league I had, but uh fricking Ben picked him up like 10 minutes before I did <laughs> two years ago. Okay. Cause I, I knew Bell was going to be out and that's what really cost me two years ago, how I still made the playoffs that or two years ago is beyond me. But, Uh, he is weak at the wide receiver position. He is the strongest running back team and it's not close. Like he has three of the top five backs and it's not close.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, him getting rid of OBJ. (laughs) I know you don't want to talk about it, but I'm fine with it. Our OBJ trade. He, um, that was a great trade for any good leader or any,
0: um, true human being is being able to admit their mistakes and learn from them. So like at the time I made the, I was not sure about it, but I thought I needed a wide receiver to balance out my team. And I wasn't sure about Kamara's long-term value because he was, uh, I didn't think he would be a feature back. Okay. Well, I didn't also see Kareem Hunt getting like into uh, Ray Rice style trouble. So you know, you yeah,
1: live, you
0: live. but he wasn't going to take, um, uh, Le'Veon Bell in order to trade for, um, Odell Beckham. And I couldn't figure out a deal to work out for Le'Veon Bell at the time. So it was either Kareem Hunt or Cal Kel- or, uh, Camara. And I made a 50, 50 call. So, you know, it's the way it goes.
1: You live, you learn, uh, um, but like,
0: He's got even handcuffs to that. And Daryl Henderson Jr., you know, possibly taking over the Todd Gurley role. Like, I think Malcolm Brown was on my team, um, but, and he might be the immediate starter, but Daryl Henderson Jr. is by far going to be the more talented guy. I don't think he takes over the um, work, full workload, but if you're giving me a choice in the Rams running back, backfield, um, I probably have Henderson over Brown. I
1: would agree with that.
0: But it's not like Ben that. even really needs that. Where his problem comes in is, is he's got one of the top five quarterbacks, or at least going into last year, and he had a capable fill-in in Goff. But Goff had a crappy year, and you know he's still probably, as far as passing volume, kind of in that thing. Uh, another quarterback who I would rather have Wentz than Goff. But you're banking on Deshaun Watson to have a huge year. They just traded his top target, and... You know, Randall Cobb and Will Fuller have terrible injury histories. You replaced it with David Johnson, who's an upgrade at the running back position, but it's not like you really needed that with this or for fantasy value. I don't see a world in where Deshaun Watson doesn't, like, drop in fantasy value this year from year to year. So Ben is now potentially weak. Um, You know, DJ Shark was a really good villain, but that was one year, and you don't know – from year to year. Mike Williams had a huge drop-off. He had a 1,000 yards on 49 receptions, so he could have a another big year, but it depends on who's throwing him the ball. And Robert Woods, to me, got number one fantasy value, but he was not um, the number one going into the year as far as draftable, and he's not Cooper Cup. So you look at it from just um, the overall value, Ben's entire uh, roster is basically hoping that McCaffrey... And uh, Kamara and Chubb per week are going to outperform any other three players that you have and hoping that Watson has a big week or whatever else, like on a week to week basis, he's going to have more points. But let's say, for example, two of those guys gets hurt and now, now you're having to rely on some of your depth like this is probably the scariest team, if fully healthy, but uh, has the least amount of depth. Of any of the contenders.
1: Yeah, and I'd say. I don't even
0: put myself in the contender list right now.
1: No, um, with talking with Ben, he knows his depth um, is not where it should be. Um, but the thing with him, is he manages his team. I would say he manages his team better than anybody in the league does from a week to week basis. Like, First off, who the hell was D- DJ Shark when he got him? Like, and then he's, he took all these people like Daryl Henderson. like Typically, he would have been like a super late pickup, late flyer pickup for any of us. I'm pretty sure Ben took him early. Um, McCullough Hardman, he took him earlier, too. Um, he had big hopes for Darwin Thompson, and that one may come to light in like a couple of years, but that's not going to be anywhere close. But you're right. The w- place where he is lacking is wide receiver. Like, really, really bad wide receiver. If and that's why I can see
0: his team dropping off a cliff at some point in the near future.
1: If I'm Ben, like, I'm, you gotta, when do you trade Christian McCaffrey? Now, like, I'm thinking so too. And here's the reason he,
0: there are credible people across the league talking about trading him in real life to another team. Does he have the same value going on another thing? Like, I just, there, there's something about it where he is he could have comparable years. And believe me, I think he has two or three years of really peak top five, if not top ten value. But I also think his shelf life might be shorter than some other guys. Right. That's He's where a I'm small at too. guy. Yep. And That's like, where I'm at, too. I think in an offense where Bridgewater's the quarterback, I think his catch numbers go up, but his rushing numbers don't. And he had a lot of big plays last year. But if I'm Ben, I'm packaging Christian McCaffrey to like my dad for uh, Mike Evans and um, DK Metcalf or some, and like a first round pick. Like you can get a huge amount of return. By mm-hmm. far, people will overpay for Christian McCaffrey. And yeah. you've still got like James Connors, if in an offense where um, they're not constantly stacking the box, James Connors got value. Nick Chubb is a stud. He is the number one guy I would not trade. Um, And Kamara's still got uh, positional value with missing a couple of games. He still had 81 catches last year. So, like, you've got three different running backs, and you're hoping that Daryl Henderson hits. But, like, he picked up Mike Williams midseason in a trade with me. So, okay. But uh, I just... I I don't know, I probably, and I was going to try and offer, I tried shopping Will Fuller after that one big week he had um, with Houston, but um, nobody was biting. And so this is the thing where I, again, where is a guy peaking and where do I hit the value? So, like, I'd much rather hit a guy and sell him, and he still has a couple of things. It's so the same conversation I had with my dad over Julio Jones trading him to you for the playoffs. I thought Julio Jones was going to, it was basically in his peak about
1: that point. So. And I was hoping he just had a couple more really great games left in him. <laughs> really, that was at the point where I was, I just wanted that championship so bad. But yeah. Um, and I understand, ben, like, I don't fault you for, going for it that's kind of the point but right but ben like it's it's wide receivers consistency is where he needs like robert woods had 90 catches for 1134 yards but only two touchdowns and his week to week would be like okay here's robert woods and then the next week it'd be like okay where the is robert woods at um you know same kind of with mike williams honestly his comparable in that the
0: 90 catches 1100 yards is comparable to um Julio Jones especially if um Brandon cooks is not coming back like mm-hmm. he and uh Cooper cup are still fine in that offense but I so like I'm not trading Robert woods he's going to be a serviceable starter he had I a just real-
1: want the... I just want the week in, week out. Like, I don't like the, okay, he's got 40 points, this. Like, I'll take the 15 each week because I want to know what I'm getting. No, but here's where, and this is the difference between redraft
0: versus keeper versus dynasty, okay? Uh, Ben's team going into the year is going to be one of the top three teams that I would pick just offhand to win the league. But it's all based on running backs, Mm -hmm. And if you were telling me if I had to predict the champion three years from now, he's not even in my top five. Because running backs and their shelf life, they go off a cliff more than anybody else. The two strongest team or the three strongest teams five or three years from now are the ones that are wide receiver based and have youth and whatever else. So that's going to be you and Derek and my dad. and. All three of you have huge wide receiver cores where um, you have multiple guys, multiple number ones, and are going to have that same consistency because the shelf life is longer. Like Ben right Right. now is a contender, but he's either in win now mode and then break down, or he's got to trade off assets to have more um, lengthy value where like my dad's running backs haven't been great, but he was still the number one seed going into the playoffs last year because he has like six wide receivers on any given year.
1: No. so i guess that's a good transition point right exactly to the number one overall seed my arch rival <laughs> akron pro oh, yes dana mr dana
0: now this is a weird um roster for me and i made a mistake on one of these which i will eventually get to but I will let you, um, well, I'll read off the list and then I'll let you give your thoughts since you have more animosity than anybody. <laughs> so Josh Allen, we've already discussed ad nauseum, uh-huh. yeah. Robbie Anderson, Kalen Bellage, Julian Edelman, Chase Edmonds, Mike Evans, Devonte Freeman, Royce Freeman, Kenny Galladay, T. Y. Hilton, O. J. Howard, David Johnson, Marcus Johnson, Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, D. K. Metcalf, Zach Pascal, um, another guy I had forgotten about with the um, Colts that had a pretty decent year, all things pretty considered.
1: Decent year, yeah. Um, um, Calvin
0: yeah. Ridley, Aaron or Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Curtis Samuel, Devin Singletary, Andre or DeAndre Washington,
1: Robbie Gold, and the Buffalo D. Go. You know, I always say to you that, you know, your dad's team got old really quickly. But now I'm looking at his team for the first time since, you know, the end of the season. And he does have a really he has a lot of really good young talent in the Cooper Cups, the DK Metcalfs and the Calvin Ridleys of the world. He's got some really, really and Curtis Samuel. Like he's got some really, really good young wide receivers. But as you were saying before in the last segment or um, Wide or res- er, running backs only one young running back in um, Devin Singletary um, Royce Friedman. You got to just drop him off the face of the earth now with Melvin um, yep. Gordon going to Denver um, Devontae Freeman. I still think he's a good serviceable running back. I was actually thinking about maybe offering up a trade to your father um, for Devontae Freeman. I was thinking about it last year and I even am still thinking about it now. Um, depending on where he lands. Did he land someplace yet or no? No, that was Todd Gurley. That was Todd Gurley. Um, But then um, Josh Allen is a good young quarterback, someone that you'll hold on to and hope that he does something really well. You know, I said that Ben was probably the best in-season manager. Your dad is right up there too because um, he keeps the people coming in. Um, That is most definitely sure. And I mean, you can't, he's the number one seed. He's obviously doing something right, um, so, so you know I take that back about me saying that his team was old because he does have some really young talent. He he jettisoned Julio Jones for Galladay. so yep. I
0: don't think that's a like for like yet, but it still has the potential to be. And out of it, Kenny Galladay is going to be Matt really Ryan good. as a fillable quarterback. Now, to me, Josh Allen is a te- top seven quarterback going into next season on just upside. And yeah, I still think he has two, if not, depending on Devontae Freeman, that's fine. But David Johnson and Devin Singletary are top 12 overall running backs going in.
1: I don't agree with that about David Johnson. Devin Singletary is, he had a lot better year than I personally thought he did because I was kind of just going off of touchdowns. But he still had 775 yards. David Johnson, I'm just, I'm not there. And I haven't been for a couple of years. I'm just not there with him okay. anymore.
0: You you look at it like David Johnson is an elite receiving back that was not given the ability out of it last year and didn't fit with how they wanted to run. Now, uh, I think he has a better opportunity with a better quarterback and a system where he's not going to be relied upon, and he was by far has one of the best single-season performances of running backs in the history of fantasy. I don't know if he is um, one of the top five, but for me, he's a running back one, and I don't. And I'm I'm higher on him than some other people,
1: but that's for yeah. next season and next season only.
0: Okay? I
1: I don't feel that way, but okay.
0: But you would think about it here as well, and you want to say young, talented, whatever else. Kenny Galladay is not very old. Um, nope. Cooper Cup is not very old. DK Metcalf no. is not very old. Calvin Ridley is, and Curtis Samuel are not old. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Allen is on the uh, upside of his career. But your established star is Mike Evans, and T.Y. Hilton's not a bad fill in depending on when he's no. actually playing.
1: He's got to be uh, healthy. Yeah. He's a great, healthy wide receiver.
0: So uh, is this team led by like huge studs? No. But can it have positional value? Like, all three of those quarterbacks are fine. Matt Ryan had a above a, or a decent year and outperformed Rodgers, and Rodgers had a down year by comparison to some of the other ones that he's had, and I don't see him continuing on an upswing where he has to transition to being a different type of quarterback. But like Mike Evans is a wide receiver one to me, and it's not because of anything other than the fact that he was or he has been a, a top ten wide receiver every season he's been in the league. Just period. Uh, Full stop, whatever else. Edelman is droppable to me. Robbie Anderson, Kalen are droppable. Chase Edmonds, you don't even need to keep because David Johnson is no longer uh, needing to be handcuffed by Chase Edmonds. So you're hoping Chase Edmonds is like the handcuff to Kalen or to Kenyon Drake, so you try and trade him. But he's got five or six receivers. Now, here's the mistake I made, and I've made this now twice. Okay? He wanted to trade. I think I gave him some running back a while ago and he said I could pick between T Y Hilton and Kelvin. I picked Kelvin Benjamin. That did not work out last season. He offered me Devin single or Devin Singletary for a second round pick and DK Metcalf. And I said, I don't care that much for Metcalf. And I think that's probably too much in value to give back. So instead of trying to trade rape, my dad, Not a great term, but it's one of the ones that fantasy value, you know, you have. I could have
1: had Metcalf and Hilton on my team currently, and I have neither. Well, in your defense, I wasn't huge on DK Metcalf um, coming out either. I just wasn't. His shuttle drills, his change of direction, it looked like he could only run in a straight line. And I wasn't huge on um, Seattle wide receivers. I'm still not huge on Seattle wide receivers, even with as good as Russell Wilson is, I know it doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Cooper Cup was somebody that I wanted to draft. Um, yep. I just, I, think I didn't want to take him season. that early. Yeah, I think I he still think he's pretty good. He's going to put together some good. The high games.
0: sell on this team.
1: Really? The only
0: other one is if you think you can get Homer picks back for it. I would actually tell my dad to trade Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, I would. I'm because I think there him. are enough
0: Packer fans that like would be offer, way willing to overpay for a guy that is no longer going to be the number one quarterback in fantasy. He's not going to be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy.
1: Right. No, I agree.
0: I think I you agree. could get a huge return on that. But outside of that, the number one guy that you could get um, offerings back for that makes sense on peak value... Um, is uh, um, why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? Cooper Cup, like he's young and he's uh, available, but I don't see him having a bigger season than he did last year. There is no way
1: he's ten touchdowns, ten, ten,
0: yeah. ten touchdown mark.
1: It's yeah. just not happening. Ten touchdowns. I mean, if uh, Rams, Cooks gets shipped
0: are out, are gonna be. Um, talent strung here because they offered all those big contracts. Like their financial situation as an organization is the worst in football. Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. No. And he has other value, so it's not like he couldn't turn, uh, turn Cooper Cup into something viable. Like I turned him, him into Pascal a running offers, back. Zach Pascal offers some uh, viability, and Pascal's like your sixth guy. So um, I, I don't think Curtis Samuel is a number one. I don't even think he's a number two. I think he's a number three. And um, I think Ridley's value goes up. Maybe he's a wide receiver too. But, you know, in a team that you're automatically starting Travis Kelsey because he's the number one tight end in fantasy, um, and he's still going to have the best quarterback, in the in the league just from a talent and professional standpoint not that he's the number one fantasy quarterback but just the best quarterback you know Galladay is a set it and forget it for me Mike Evans is the same you're now picking uh outside of that where most of your positions are locked up if I'm my dad going into next season I mean this is my uh starting lineup week one provided health Josh Allen Mike Evans Kenny Galladay uh David Johnson Devin Singletary um kelsey and then you're choosing between um depending on where freeman ends up um that could be an option but i would probably go hilton
1: and cup Yeah, and you're contending there at the end of the year again like he'll be there again at the end of the year oh god yes i look forward to uh, meeting him in the playoffs hopefully one of these years <laughs> i think he would enjoy that as well although uh
0: i i think they might have to go for a twitter ban that week so,
1: <laughs> so i don't think i've run into him yet in the playoffs
0: i don't know either so um overall if i were to pick a winner going into next season oh boy. um You or Ben makes the most sense. And then I put um, Derek third, Dana fourth. But, like, there are a couple of uh, ones where they can um, really outperform uh, a little bit. Then I put probably Rogers Rabbits fifth as contender value. And I start to sink into that second half of the league. Whereas, like, I think Danny's team might be better right now than mine. Really? I mean, if the, question, if the question marks pan out, like Aaron Jones and uh, Eckler are still better value than, like, Chris Carson and Le'Veon Bell. But, like, you know, he doesn't have some of the better ones. If it, it, His and my teams are both full of question marks. So that's why I'm saying my team is where um, I start having to consider, do I rip it apart? which I don't know if I can do. I'm in a weird position where uh, most of the guys that I have have so many question marks. There's really nothing to do with it except wait.
1: Yeah. Sometimes that's the best thing to do.
0: Like I'm going to be, if Mahomes puts up value like he did two years ago where he and Lamar Jackson are just going nuts, you know, I'll be in games, but I don't know if I'm a contender because I don't have another top, a couple of top line guys. Like I'm, I'm a student of the game, and I enjoy doing this as much as anybody. But right now, with the luck that I've had and some of the guys that I have on the roster, <laughs> I would not put myself in the category of capable of winning a championship. There's just not uh-huh. another guy on my roster that I think could win me a, a league outside of Mahomes. Like Kittle's a very yes. good tight end. Cooper and uh, Odell Beckham, if healthy and productive are really good wide receivers. Thielen's a really good third. But outside of that, like my running backs, I would take um, David Johnson over any running back on my roster. I'd take Devin Singletary over any running back on my roster. I'd take Melvin Gordon over any running back on my roster.
1: Oh, man. Well, hopefully you get a, like an Elvin Kamara type of draft drop like you got when you got him because – that helped you out quickly. Um, on then in second note too, I did actually run into your dad in the playoffs. Uh, my second year in 2017, he beat me to go and play you in the championship. If I would have won, it would have been me and you. Well,
0: let let's just put it this way. All right. Like, um, I took Sam Darnold just ahead of DK Metcalf last year. So I had a couple of different, and that was the fourth round. But, uh, you look at my last several years, um, of draft results. I took Rashad Penny to handcuff Carson last year in the first round. Not a bad one because he actually showed some ability. I took Devin Singletary in the second round and I took Cortland Sutton in the third. Like my draft results from a year to year basis are pretty solid.
1: You can't argue that, but that's the thing. That's how you got to stay. That's how you have to stay viable is the draft. Like, I don't think the people – there's some people in our league that just doesn't take the draft as seriously as – like, I value the hell out of draft picks. I think oh, yeah. Ben and I value them almost more than some other people do. Most people do. Maybe the most, oh, yeah. but
0: – And, again, I, I, think, I think some of this will have to do with um, how uh, – or who the new member is and how the draft shakes out. But I – there there's a lot of questions in the air – Last year, going into the year, you know, Le'Veon Bell was being drafted as a number one running back. Damian Williams was potentially a number one running back. He didn't end up panning out, and um, I had two quarterbacks going into the league. So from year to year, you do not know how it's going to turn out.
1: Right.
0: 100%. So, hundred you know, percent. That's that's the fun of doing these. So.
1: <laughs> well, that's all of them. That is it.
0: So I guess the next thing we would have is our uh, post-free agency podcast. Uh, I sent you the copy of the outline for that uh, in our shared folder. And frankly, all of our recordings are, uh, except for this one, which I'm almost done with, um, will be up in that folder. So you can view and re-review all of my opinions on everybody's roster. Your heart's
1: content. I'm super excited. This is a great time.
0: (laughs) So um, we'll, uh, after the show here, just kind of quick get together on some other show um, topic business. And um, I'm thinking maybe later in the week, since everybody's in quarantine, we can get our kind of uh, free agency um, list up and going. And we'll just kind of take it positional value by positional value.
1: Sounds good. All right. Uh, Any last thoughts? I got nothing. I'm ready for the season to be here. All right.
0: Well, I'm, I'm just waiting for um, this all to
1: end. But looking for the virus to end and the season to begin.
0: Yeah, we've. I mean, that's going to be a potentially um, absolutely nuts time in sports. You yeah. are going to have to fit in the end of the N- one NBA season and then like start the next. Uh, the uh, baseball is going to have to get up and running and have a shortened season. Uh, all four golf majors are going to be in a condensed period of time. Uh, be you're fun. Gonna, yeah, I mean, everything is going to be packed in. Like, you're never going to have. I don't know who's going to program against it. Like, they're not going to have anything um, on TV for like new original shows in on the <laughs> networks for like months because a they weren't available for filming, but b who would program against uh, the NFL starting up while the NBA playoffs are potentially finishing? Like Bad in September. Business. I mean, that's just, it's going to be absolutely insane how much in sports we're going to get all at once. So, anyway, fun doing it and um, looking forward to the next one. Um, like I said, we'll follow up here in a second, but uh, peace out, everybody. And that is your dagger. That's all for this week. And please uh, make sure to rate, subscribe, and review the new podcast on the Tom Duncan Network, as it's currently being called. Um, That'll help everybody else find the podcast and that uh, we continue to help uh, provide you winning opportunities on your fantasy teams. Hopefully get you interested in this new type of uh, fantasy football. Uh, Until next time, thanks and have a great evening came back against pittsburgh so like that's most of his touchdown value but 76 targets and he was still coming off of two um bad injuries i think he had an achilles in the year before was like a, a acl so like to be able to come from two, that he has talent value the one thing that concerns me and this is why i'm glad he's not my number one tight end he's my number two but uh, is that he we don't know who his quarterback's gonna be yet. Mm. like if it's if it's um uh, Cam Newton like they're talking about, then I love the value for Hunter Henry because Cam Newton threw to uh, Greg Olson constantly.
1: a lot, a lot. Yeah, I think that so, translates. so so one but, la- so one last question for you. You said you're looking for if it was up to you, you'd be looking for a running back, right? Um, you said you had the fifth pick. In a perfect world, who do you think you want to take then in the draft, come the fifth pick? Again, if, say it's like because, the Jonathan Taylor's like, are gone, the DeAndre Swifts are gone.
0: Okay, so those two are gone, and you're offering it again. It depends more at that point where people end up.
1: But, but then if they're a perfect fit.
0: Let's say, for example, Jerry Judy ends up on um, the Raiders. That would be a place I'd love to go. Um, or Henry Ruggs ends up with, like, the Eagles. That'd be a great place to go. Um, you know, it, again, it just depends on fit. If, um, I mean, the running back is going to be a weird one where I see a lot of running back depth, and we've we've talked about it a little bit, but, like, um, Eno Benjamin who has been an incredibly productive guy in college at Arizona state. He's being talked about in the fourth or fifth round for teams. And he could be a satellite back playing kind of like a Tariq Cohen, uh, James white role. If he ends up in the right situation, like mm-hmm. there is value a lot all over this draft and I can find project guys. I don't know if there's going to be any one guy that I'm going to hit. The problem is, is that I don't know if I have a huge amount of tradable assets unless I start unloading guys like George Kittle, who, Again, George Kittle's like three years in. He's one year removed from setting the uh, receiving yards record for tight end. You know, he's, I, But his value's down by comparison to the year before. I don't know if he's – and I don't want to undersell on some of these guys. So it may be where I have to sit and hope that my draft ends up panning out.
1: So. I was trying to trap you into making a decision so I could steal them from you or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: I i reevaluated on a minute by minute basis. So anyway, but that's gonna end up having to be the end of our uh episode two. We gave you guys a little taste of um what we've got uh yet for the last three teams uh for our episode two C. Um and uh join us over there for um that conversation yet. So uh anything quickly to add before we kind of take off on that?
1: I'm super excited to hear you um, break down my team. I know it'll be um, super honest, and um, I'm just—I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited. Honestly,
0: the team I'm excited most for, though, is um, if I can see my dad's reaction when me (laughs) talking about his. Because, like, honestly, I want to say like I don't run my dad's team, but I give enough advice where I might as well be the scouting director. So, all right. Anyway, uh, we got to cut it there. So uh, join us over for episode 2C then, and we'll see you on the next one.